I'm Rob Hopkins, and this is Imagination Taking Power, a podcast where I share with you conversations, insights, and aha moments on my journey towards writing a book about imagination. When I was recently at the Control Shift Conference in Wigan, one project that many people were talking about was Hilary Powell and Dan Edelstein's The Bank Job, currently underway in a former bank in Walthamstow. It had just been featured in The Guardian under the headline, The Rebel Bank, printing its own notes and buying back people's debts and was generating a real buzz. I was instantly smitten. It looked like a project that brought together many of the things I love, local currencies, people actually making things, community, a playful approach to a serious subject, creating a space that invites the imagination in and beautiful design. All it needed was a small craft brewery on the side and I'd be moving in. Looking into it more, it turned out that Dan and Hilary are working together on a feature film called The Bank Job, and that the bank is a part of that. Hilary is an artist, Dan is a filmmaker. Dan summed up what Bank Job is about very succinctly. The idea of the bank is that rather than getting people into debt, it buys up their debts and abolishes them. We're printing our own money in there, and the money that we make from selling the money goes into abolishing debt. It also turned out that they were on holiday, with their children, close to my house. The perfect opportunity to have a chat and to find out more. So one Saturday morning they called over. Over a cup of tea, I started by asking them what was the genesis of the idea? Where did it come from? Given that the interview was recorded in my house on a Saturday morning, you'll also hear my dog barking, teenagers moving around, Dan and Hilary's kids coming in, all part of the rich texture of life. It's been a long time developing. I think it started, Dan found, this kind of started with Dan, like finding out about strike debt, didn't it? That's like the origin yeah, of it in America. The, yeah, that's right. It was a, like a friend of mine told me about this group who bought up lots of debt in New York. Uh, they bought up, uh, I think it was medical and student debt, and then they abolished it. And um, my friend, you know, basically wondered if it could be done in Britain, you know, and this was a few years back. And, uh, you know, I had no knowledge of economics or understanding of debt beyond that knee-jerk reaction that everyone has when it comes to like debt and money is that you should pay your debts you know Mm. and that you know that kind of moral precept you know is the basis of uh you know uh, i guess it's like the cornerstone of all morality you know is paying your debts because what kind of a scoundrel absconds without paying their bill you know basically it boils down to that so that was my that was my starting point i was really interested in the group I liked the idea that they seemed to be slightly outlawish, you know, so I thought they might make a good film. So um, I, you know, I wondered if I could go out and meet them. And um, I was just really interested in what they'd done. And so I started reading around the subject. I, I soon bumped into David Graeber, you know, The 5,000 Years mm-hmm. of Debt, uh, as well as Andrew Ross's book, uh, Creditocracy. And, uh, yeah, the the whole literature around it was quite kind of altering, you know, in terms of how you look at the world and how you look at the relationships between people in our society. And, um, yeah, it sort of it opened my mind to a whole different way of analysing um, social relations and economic relations I think and you know by proxy it probably changed the way you saw it too because I was just banging on about it for so long wasn't I and then you probably read the same books did you yeah (laughs) 
yeah, I picked up all the same books by the side of the bed. There's a lot of books that are like, you know, you should read and you're half open. We, we've got a, in the bank, we started a knowledge bank too with all of these readings so people could delve deeper into it, uh, you know, if they were more interested. But that's, yeah, but you met them and then it was, but it, was more, it wasn't that easy to just think, oh, we'll replicate what they did over there because they were buying up medical debt and that doesn't exist over here, and just mm. the legal aspects of sorting it out over here. But also the way way of doing it, because just going in and buying up debt, like if Dan was going to do it, or like let's go into debt, to buy, it, well not, buy up debt or buy it on a credit card, it didn't really make sense. And it was only, I think it was only when you read more, looked into, you know, money creation as, you know, so interlinked mm. with debt that then the idea and banking regulation and kind of changes to the banking system that, the bank idea started to form. And for ages, the film was called Detonator. And that kind of played with that like kind of superhero narratives of like... Mm. A, and I don't know, I don't know. I think we were driving down it to It was Devon quite problematic, we, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was that, like... That, that, weirdly, how it, like these things reverberate around for a long time because the idea that, that you can be a superhero, you know, uh, trying to rid the world of debt is... Um, not only is it absurd and it's not actually going to work, you know, you're not going to finish, you know, you're not, there's not going to be like a climax where suddenly the world Da-da. is fine yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the end. So you, know, so you know that you're fighting a battle you can't win with Detonator. But the other, the other problem with it was actually that, this is a kind of deeper problem about the structure of narrative filmmaking, which is, um, you know, the hero, you know, and the anti-hero and, the, you know, all of that stuff. Where, where actually we're talking about uh, an issue that's affecting communities, you know, across across the Western world, or probably across the the entire world, and the only way we'll solve it is as a community as well. So, um, you know, th- that became a bit of a, a problem in terms of how do you structure that? Because in terms of filmmaking, it's quite nice to have you know hero characters go- undergoing emotional journeys of one kind and another against incredible odds and in fact we have kept <laughs> we have kept that but we wanted to nonetheless bring it into like create a community around the problem and try and try and tell the stories of other people in in Waltham. we wanted Walthamstow to become like a microcosm for mm. you know just one small community and how the issues uh you know of economics are affecting people in that borough but how that can be extrapolated yeah. across Britain, you know. So one of the things that really fascinated the thing that was up in Wigan that everyone was like, how did they do that? The people <laughs> were really interested in how how do you? Because again, with my hat, I think I'd love to do something like that here in Tottenham. We've had two banks just shut down, and I'm eyeing oh. the buildings, thinking, hmm. was how how do you identify the debt of a of an area? So how how did you isolate or identify the repayable debt of Walthamstow? As a as a place, or have I? Is, is that what you did? That's why. Yeah. Well, we haven't bought that debt up yet, but it's it comes <coughs> it comes out of lots of research about secondary debt. You know, so um, you know wh- when we first spoke to debt buyers, you know, because that's who you have to uh, collaborate with. Um, the first set of debt buyers were in America, and they were um, they were people who who were connected to strike debt. You know, and they put me in touch with them. And it was just a couple of like you know long term uh, people who'd worked in that industry of debt buying, and they 
they realised with Occupy that there was an issue, there was a real problem, and they wanted to get to know it because I think one of the big problems that a lot of activists fall into, and we all go through these processes, is a kind of black and white reductive uh, view of morality where some people are good and some people are bad, and you know. But these guys really wanted to try and make a difference in their way, you know. So they teamed up with Strike Debt and blah blah blah. But but anyway, at that point. Um, they put me in touch with a British debt buyer, you know, to try and get the ball rolling to buy up debt. But at that point, it looked as if you couldn't locate debt via areas. You know, you could just buy up generic types of debt. But it w- wasn't until much later down the line, continuing these conversations with debt buyers, that I found a debt buyer who was able to interrogate, because it kind of comes down to Excel spreadsheets, weirdly. So how you how you interrogate the the spreadsheets, you know, to buy up stuff via the postcode is uh, the key to it, you know. So it's just that's it's so just it's, that mechanism. So it's possible to do that for anywhere. Should be, yeah, yeah. Should yeah. Be. And 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 you and and what kind of debt? Is, what kind of debt is it? Because there's not medical debt like in no. the US. This is like credit card debt or We've parking fines or payday. Particularly, well, we're we're targeting yeah. E seventeen payday debt because. Well, debt is such a moralised issue in a way. You have to find, you know, like it's quite easy to make the moral case for buying up medical and student debt in America. Over here, you can't buy up student debt, you know, on a small scale. You have to have a huge kind of thing. Um, whereas what you can buy is you can buy credit card debt or you can buy car debt or whatever, or or you can buy payday debt. And in a way, payday debt's quite nice because... Clearly, that's debt where, uh, you know, people have been preying on probably, you know, the most vulnerable in the community. We've focused on payday. Walthamstow particularly has a history I mean, of payday, where Stella Creasy's been taking the fight to payday loans in that borough. And, yeah, it was more the kind of predatory. But I suppose, yeah, there's easy... The arguments are that, oh, why should... Why should why, I don't know, there's, we've had lots of arguments from people mm. say, why would you want to do that these people are you know that typical narrative of these people just greedy and getting into but the argument of the whole film is kind of it's more a symbolic action as well although you can see how it could grow and become something but it's more that you know it's also perpetuating you know the secondary debt markets aren't going to disappear and payday lending isn't by that but it raises awareness of of that kind of the kind of absurd corruption mm. of that, mm. the whole system and looks at the so bigger th- picture so this is debt that so somebody has has taken out a debt they haven't been able to pay it and then that debt has then been sold on yeah. when you say secondary debt so it's debt that has then been sold on to a company that sort of accumulates a larger mass of debt yeah and they, increasingly are more unpleasant than the company you yeah initially so they took could it out have, from. so if say you borrowed a thousand and then you haven't paid it, but it's been sold on the secondary debt market. Someone could have bought your debt for like less than a hundred pounds, but they'll still be chasing you for a thousand plus interest with those kind of letters. I mean, I've had that like a small scale with student loans that get sold onto a Rudio or something, and mm. then you get these threatening letters. And only by calling people like step change those debt things, and you realise you do have powers to like pay a pound a month and then keep them off your back. But so yeah, there was is that level of exposing the way that works helps people have a different conversation with their debt collectors but on a bigger level it's kind of questioning the whole like economic structure that's forcing mm. people to go into debt for you know it's wrapped around basic services which is like the argument in that creditocracy book which is increasingly 
happening here and mm. challenging more like challenging through the whole project challenging those like the austerity myths of like mm. living within your means and it's all like this kind of the public purse is like the household budget mm. and you know just the moralizing around mm. the mm. economy which is just so yeah because a lot of, you know people have said suggested that they like to replicate the model of opening a bank to produce money and all of that yeah. So I agree, you know, but I agree with you, Hillary, that it is very difficult, really, to scale it up and think that that's going to help solve the problem. But, but okay. well, no, I, I, because because the problem is a structural problem in the way banks work, you know. So we, you know, we can create an old potentially. I mean, it's certainly not like by creating an art currency will not solve no. the the structural problems it's much more about like putting the lens onto mm. how banks create money now and how that's basically systematically creating um poverty actually it's producing poverty you know like so, like a small sector of the people end up with all the money and the other people end up with all of the debt, you know, because mm. it's producing so much debt. That's really the heart of what we're trying to do, isn't yeah. it, Hillary? Yeah, but I think that the so, but it's not the idea of like a branch or a bank like this in every town isn't powerless, even the, because if it brings communities together around opening up the debate or, or different ways of doing things, then that has a power to kind of build a movement of... Kind of yeah, no, you're right. It has a symbolic power, but it, it's not. So, I mean, I, I clearly believe in the art, you know, the, the merit of opening the conversation. That's what we're doing now. Um, and so the, the, the more amplified that conversation can be, the better, you know. Um, but, but ultimately, to change things on a systemic level would be the goal, right? Hmm. Yeah, but that could come. Yeah, but it comes from, like, education. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 if if somebody were to walk in off the street in Walthamstow into the bank on Monday, yeah, what what would they see? What have you created there? At the mo- well, where they would see the money that's already made. So, in those two weeks, that was when there was the most activity, and we're now thinking like, how do we carry that on? Because we had two weeks, and we employed like on living wage a team of local people from all different backgrounds. Some were artists, printmakers, others had no experience so we were literally making the money so that was the kind of more theatre of money creation with our outfits and busy letter pressing and screen printing at this stage, that two week intensive production period has stopped so the bank is now, everything's kind of there and we're there and the money's there and we're there as a kind of shop for exchange Mm. but we're trying to think how we continue the kind of we can't continue that on that intensity every day but we're there and like how to carry that on and we had like eight events that looked at um things from other money like other you know other money creation to cryptocurrencies to i don't know economic education and that was like intense every like every other night these events that draw other audiences in as well as the day kind of passing trade of the high street because it's right on the kind of big road but so we'll carry on events and try and yeah continue it as a kind of hub of it's not even radical is it but like a kind of economic conversation so plotting in more events and also cultural production yeah quite interested in how you know because i think like culture is a battleground in a way you know so it's quite nice to think of how how um you know we can produce culture which challenges orthodox ideas around economics 
Yeah, because that's what we're fighting against really here. It's about orthodox economics, really. Mm. But we're fighting it with art, you know. That's the idea, because we find that on the left there are... Um, well, uh, and on the right as well, there, there are these all these different ideas around what art should be, you know. And as artists, or I'm a filmmaker, Hillary's an artist, or whatever, we're kind of mixed between us. Um, it's nice to be... If you can capture people's imagination, then you can... Then, then you can get the story across the, and the analysis across, you know, which is really important. But if it's just on white papers, you know, which often these things live on these white papers, then really they sort of only exist between a group mm. of people who already agree with one another, mm. you know. So I suppose what we're what what we're bringing to the party, you know, is not new analysis necessarily, but it's just getting a hearing for the analysis via the channel of like artistic production. Or cultural production, isn't it? I suppose it's getting people involved directly. So with the banknotes, why we chose, like we, you know, we've got four different local causes on the note. In a way, we started that because it seemed easier for people to give to, you know, charitable giving rather than debt abolition. It was like an easier thing for people to get their head around. Although actually, it doesn't seem to be hard for people to to think, yes, I want to abolish this local debt. And I think local, like making it local like that, makes it more real mm, mm. and these causes are like gary from the he runs the local food bank and Syra and her family run a homeless <coughs> kitchen called plates for you i'll suffer traces our children's local primary school teacher suffering a lot from cuts um they're a small like small single form entry and they've had ofsted issues and steve and josh run the soul project which god recently yeah while we've been away there's been more um killings in walthamstow and they set this whole youth project up to keep people off at, you know, out of trouble and out of gangs and off the street, and their buildings being sold for luxury flats, and so those those like vital activities in the community mm. are being, you know, kind of the whole system is against them, and they all say they're doing this bank job. So we it's kind of we're playing with that like community heist and and the style yeah. of the film goes into that. They're doing this bank job because you know if the system was fair, there wouldn't be a need for like a food bank. You know, it's in kind of it's struggling to keep up with the demand for. Mm. In, in Walthamstow and, and the homeless kitchen wouldn't need to exist and the school wouldn't need to fundraise externally just to have its creative subjects so so that yeah so it's kind of I don't know having them on the nose it's been interesting because also when we first started trying to get people recruited yeah, uh, you know to be into it everyone sort of looked at us with a little bit of um Doubt. Well, quite a lot of doubt. In fact, no, there's been huge doubt right through this because because debt itself is a taboo subject mm, anyway. Mm. You know, so getting people to to appear on banknotes which are going to effectively abolish, you know, via an explosion on the marshes, you know, this debt. Uh, you know that they we're putting our heads above the parapet. Hillary and I, but we're also asking them to as well in a way. You know, yeah. and we're asking them to become. Um, you know, exempt, like sort of symbols of resistance. <laughs> What's, what was the process of, of designing and then and then printing the notes? Well, we made a like we did a prototype with Gary. So he was like our first kind of organisation that was came on board early on the food bank. So last like well no December sixteen like was that two years ago. Was it December 16th? I don't know. Anyway, we did a first. So that was me down the shed. Kind of we had a, with the same techniques, but 
very more just art. The first <laughs> like thing was thing. to photograph them. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, to, so I did the portrait, the photographic. Oh no, we both did them, didn't we? Because we got yeah, some yeah. video footage. We both tried. And we wanted to make them look quite heroic. You know, we wanted to send up that kind of visual um, tradition of uh, people looking epically out into the middle distance. Yes. You know, uh, sort of um, as if they're surveying their kingdom of some kind, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, you know, but, but the purpose was going to be subversive, you know, but we wanted to mess about with that imagery. So we've, we did a portrait, of a photographic portrait, and then you... Kind of, I don't know how you did your no, next was, technique, it was same your next stage. This, so it was just a te- it was a prototype, really. Screen print, then I did etching and wanted to do four but didn't have a four-blocking machine. So then over the next phase, we worked with a local designer. So everyone, is like he's like another parent at the school that we only spoke to because we were making the school garden together. And I found out he was a des- graphic designer. Okay. And that was like a leap of faith because we weren't quite sure whether he'd be good but he's great so all of those kind of ideas then have kind of got refined so the screen print element was done the photographs that this time Dan and then another local photographer from knowing from our dog walks Peter Searle did some of the photographs and they were laid out and then all my ideas of like etching is really that's a really work intensive process and it mm. was I had to scale that up to produce um fifty thousand pounds worth which is like thirteen thousand seven hundred notes luckily another neighbor who's got an artist studio on our street of terrace houses he has a letterpress studio so he said oh you do this by this letterpress technique and the machines came from another local really amazing letterpress studio and the screen printing was done in another artist screen print place the, to expose the screens. So we had the screens on site already made mm-hmm. for the colours. And then I had to buy the foil blocker, which is a big machine that heats the foil and presses it down. So it was real collaboration because Phil was worked on the design and then kind of collaboratively and then on site. Another artist was like training the printmakers and troubleshooting with all the issues that went wrong in the process with the mm. machines but yeah it's kind of taken a while coming together like if, if somebody wanted to do something like this what would they need well to it was uh, hardcore because like we we didn't get well we got some funding didn't we We've from got, from the local council so like an arts development award yeah wolf and forest council arts development award Lipman Miliband trust for socialist education a bit and raymond williams foundation put in a bit tiny uh, well, actually, they haven't given any money yet, but UCL Urban Laboratory were... So we were trying to gather everything together around basically the two weeks of production. But then we didn't get a massive Arts Council grant or um, Wayne, Andrew Wainwright. So anyway, we had a massive It wasn't deficit. exactly massive, like yeah, the Arts Council, but it would have yeah, helped us. Anyway, so, so, yeah, it was, it, the whole thing ran at a, a, a big deficit. So, so that was ironic as well, because while we were literally printing money in the bank, <laughs> we, were, we were basically going into, into debt. But um, but Hillary always says don't talk about that. But but I mean, as you've asked the question, you know, um, it was expensive to do because we're not making any of the money that you know out of those notes. Uh, half of it goes to the debt abolition. Half of it goes to the um, yeah to the to the local charities. So effectively, the cost of production has been absorbed by us. So it's something to be very careful of because that basically means that, you know, the, it's not profits going in, you know, the, the, because there is no, it's, it's the entire money. Ways. So, yeah, so it's been a bit of a struggle really, hasn't it? Yeah, but I think now we're in a position where we can kind of 
now make that back again we kind mm. of took the risk with that but also we've you know we've learned a lot through that production we we paid everyone just because i don't like you know i'm sure lots of people probably would have volunteered to work on the print production line but we felt like we wanted to offer like this employment as a living wage but obviously that well, was kind of where I wanted yeah, to Yeah, also, we you can't, you, you know, we, we can't sort of be doing something which which is, um, you know, preaching, you know, economic ideas and also at the same time be seen to be exploiting uh, people, you know, in any way. So that's why it was really important that it was London living wage for everyone involved, mm. even if it was coming just from directly from our own kind of um, savings you know. so do you have a sense of if somebody wanted to repeat this what they would need to be looking at yeah. realistically to do it to get them started for this we have to look we need this is the kind of evaluation that we haven't quite done whilst on whilst <laughs> done our holiday but i mean you know you've got everything from the to... rental of the bank you know which which we were lucky to get because there's not that many empty banks and that just came along at the right time mm. So we've been well, renting that from been, IndieCube. Yeah, and they've been really supportive. This co-working organisation yeah. based in Wales. Oh, yeah, so they're kind of been championing it a bit. So we've been able to, you know, we've been negotiating with them all the time. We initially were anchor tenants of that building. We'd organised for these side rooms, but gradually did up the whole space and went out into the window area and changed the window stickers. Just because <laughs> we, you know, I think hopefully they keep seeing it as a positive relationship yeah, but overall I mean we haven't paid ourselves anything either so you know we've been exploiting ourselves a bit we should maybe create a union for ourselves on this but but the reality <laughs> is you know strike. it's probably yeah we, we if we did go on strike which Hillary keeps threatening to do as well uh you know we'd have to pay ourselves so I mean realistically you're gonna you know you, you, it needs to have some proper funding and you've got to ask yourself the question well, who would fund something like this, you know? Well, now I think people yeah, well, well, would. Na- yeah, I know, <laughs> but, but nas- on a national level, if ever other people want to do well, it as well. With the Young Foundation got in touch through someone coming to the production line and they And they've asked us to write this, this book, exactly the same the, questions that you're asking, yeah, you know, to, have okay. this to create a blueprint. So okay. yeah. We could share that, and that that's really exciting because then we can... Then we can run That's a way out. of sharing it, as well as the film, because the film itself, obviously, is a way of sharing this because we've been filming everything and and so but alongside the film's release which could then travel to every you know here and then everywhere Mm. to show it but also have this kind of toolkit for uh, a a branch bank in every every town so but it wouldn't be funny i mean like so there are some big foundations that that do put money into this type of thing i i think yeah some of them are in america like the one that bill gates is on the thing i can't remember what it's called but we'll have to research that and put it into this little Mm. pamphlet or book or whatever but you know, realistically, it's going to need like probably thirty to fifty thousand pounds to to do one properly, okay. if everyone gets paid and you're not losing money yourself, you know. And then, so how's it going with selling the notes? How many? How, how, is that Good. Going? Like, uh, we're we have to. There's been more coming through this week. We're over fifteen thousand, but obviously we've got to get to fifty. And that surge after the, you know, when the Guardian article came out, it was like. Then gets the notifications online. It's like there's a sale every minute. Oh my god! And then like people buying. It's really intense. And then people there's non-stop queues in the bank. So it was just like wow. But obviously now that little intense spurt. We need another one yeah, like yeah. that. And I, yeah, I think what we need yeah. is another. We need we need something else to happen that draws press attention towards us. You know. So we thought. Um, of... But we were we were in like difficult. <coughs> we had difficulty getting press because we at one point we did hire a communications person. 
but she just told us how how no one would understand this and she just made us sort of feel bad for a month and she kept saying you need to write a business plan i just don't get it and then like she was watching the footage that we shot and she said oh i see oh this is very disappointing <laughs> so, so she just made us feel terrible for a month so then we 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 had to um you know you she, yeah yeah we we had to uh, we thought what it was, was it? positive um, we thought it's good to have someone who doesn't get it because then it makes you communicate better. she became her, redundant no this is yeah. like <laughs> she was made redundant obviously yeah. on a full package and yes. then um and then um yeah we just handled it ourselves from there on and handled it appallingly badly because it, the only way we got that guardian article was because um, the journalist literally lived in our area and she was just walking past it and she popped in because we were pitching to various different people at the Guardian and no one was taking it at all seriously so it was really it was just pure yeah, chance she really got it I mean the piece yeah. was really just it was great like, yeah yeah fabulous. she did a fantastic job of it so maybe the next maybe we should try and get her as our press person next time yeah. see so if she can pitch it the kind of the context one of the so I'm writing this book about imagination at the moment and, and I'm really interested about how it's such a beautiful it's such a great sort of imagination enticing idea because everyone <laughs> as kids sort of you know well, I'd love to have my own I could, yeah. get, I could have a bank <laughs> and I could print my own money and there's something really delightfully yeah. kind of playful you've mixed the playful and the serious yeah. so beautifully with that thing can you just say a bit about how you see the imagination as part of this and how you've seen this project maybe influence other people's imagination who've come into contact with it mm. and their sense of what's possible yeah well it's gosh it's a good question you look like you might have something no, I, to say I mean I don't I like that I mean on I... the imagination side of it like it, I could talk about the genesis of how we thought about the bank we realised you know that, that banking was right at the core of the of the problem of creating all of this debt you know and we also realised that we needed to make money quite quickly because we were <laughs> having pursued this pro- project for a couple of years up until that thing came along and so you know I guess the problem our own problem of needing to make money and the problem of banks being able to make money out of thin air somehow got merged almost like um you know like the fly or something in uh you know what is that you, you know remember that film with <laughs> jeff goldblum in the it fly, how yeah. two yeah. things get merged together you know <laughs> our problem and the problem of the society so all of a sudden we thought we should cre- create our own money you know and that could be you know, the way that we um, buy up all of the debt. Because we didn't just want to do a boring crowdfunder thing. We knew that we wanted to get the community involved in, in the mechanism for buying up the debt. So all of these things that have been floating around it as problems in our mind seemed to get merged together. And we came out with this idea of creating, you know, creating a mint at the bottom of the garden, you know. Mm. Why not? You know, it was... There's something quite beautiful about just doing it in the shed as well, you know, which was the starting point. And then, but that still wasn't right at the core of the whole story of the of the film. It was going to be a way within the film to create uh, this currency. And it wasn't until we were driving down to Devon one time, was it, that we came up with this idea of let's create this thing as a heist and we'll call it bank job. You know, and the whole thing will revolve around this bank, you know, and... Um, it became at the core at that point, didn't it? And then we, because we'd already got the bank idea, but we we hadn't got the bank, so we were going to do our bank, but in a shop front that was um, a council-run, like meanwhile space. 
So it was all set to go, and then we didn't get arts council the first time. So then we were in like, had people going, "You've got to stop this now. We can't. You can't go ahead." And we're like, "I'm going ahead." And then it's like, "Oh well," but it made us rethink. And then we had that period where we didn't have a building and we didn't have money, but then this bank actually came up. We went to meet IndieCube just as they were setting it up, and then it's like, "Now we know. Yeah. Now it's right. Like this is the old yeah. bank, and it's the old co-op and the kind of idea." And it was right in our heads, idea. but I've got to say that everyone, everyone along the way has doubted us. You know, all the way, and that's been a horrible, horrible thing. We've doubted ourselves as well mm. along the way. Financially, the model is not or wasn't sound. No, you know, no. and actually, you know, you have to look at that within the context of imagination mm. too. There is no space really for projects which which challenge the establishment in an imaginary, you know, in a, on the level of imagination, because most of us are encouraged really, um, you know, to make sure that everything makes money, you know, financial return on investment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we have to abandon, you know, for 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 that project to work, we have to abandon the usual. Uh, business models and stuff mm. and you know and everyone frowns on that as soon as you abandon like what seems to be a sensible business model you know um, so you have to depart from quite a lot of things uh, and you can't control the outcome as well mm. you know we didn't know like it was just pure luck that it captured people's imagination because it looked you know at some points like destined for obscurity you know and it, uh, overall still we've got a long way to go haven't we yeah, but just on that day-to-day bit of people like looking through the window and walking in, and, and that I think that from the imagination, but the hands-on tactile element of it, that people come in and go, wow, the smell takes me back to <laughs> my dad's like working in the print industry and stuff, and just having to go on the machine. So, yeah, people just like, and people who came to work on the production, I were like, uh, like graphic designers and stuff, but they don't um, get to use their hands mm. anymore. So they just people wanted to come and just have a go and get stuck in at making physical money and you know we've kind of you know mimicked some of the processes of early banknotes would have had like these they have these different techniques but obviously banknotes are way more complex and hologrammed and stuff but so it's not like they're learning how real money is actually made but it's a kind of a bit more stripped back to basics and and Mm. just that hands-on stuff that people really yeah loved it more than I thought like people seem like starved of like making and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and how have you seen like it, it, it sort of impact the imagination of people who've come in or or bought notes or in, come interacted with the project they i don't know or just on like a little like the school children that come in like i suppose they it's been percolating around the school because their headmistress is on the note so mm. they're all like tracy is on the note miss griffiths <laughs> is on the note and we've had the pupils come up and they made a little film and did it but even before that like parents were coming up to say and their child child had like locked themselves in the room and come out with a whole set of banknotes that they've made for <laughs> poor people so it's like they that idea and then it's hard with children because it's like how do you educate them on the money system without just like it's just about financial management or stuff it's to get these concepts across mm. to children is probably kind of impossible at this age but the concept of what, what would be fair isn't impossible mm. to mm. communicate but, no i mean like as far as you know the, the the hunger for this type of thing was probably more than we imagined actually people were traveling up from all sorts yeah. of places around around britain just to come into the bank and see it you know so it did spark people's imagination off you know um in ways that we yeah, didn't, didn't expect yeah. necessarily you know which was 
great. And it's lovely to see that lots of people are sort of asking, can this be done, you know, elsewhere? You know, mm. what could we, can we do this? And, you know, our answer is definitely yeah, it can. And we're keen to share, you know, the knowledge that we've gleaned from it. Mm. Um, and I think where possible, we definitely would suggest that you don't put your own money in <laughs> if you can help it. Because, you know, you can see that it does capture people's imagination. And it's a conversation that, that people need to have at the mm. moment. You know, mm. we need to understand you know um, how money is created in in our, in our actual world and then we also need to imagine our way to another world as well mm, because yeah. it does take a leap of faith and imagination to get there i think mm. you know but we we're not economists uh either so we you know don't know <laughs> don't know. i mean you know there are clear economic ideas of how to change the way money's created you mm. know sovereign money for instance would be interesting we've explored as well in the film we've explored cryptocurrencies um you know but uh, and and we you, you know there might be a way of cooperatively owning the movie you know by creating a crypto token you know which would be a lot easier than going to company's house and giving everyone shares mm. they could mm. create get a crypto coin but we're also having experience buying and selling bitcoins, which I was trying to do in order to fund the film, uh, but we, it has gone disastrously wrong. Um, we, we, we're keen not to not to uh, make that, uh, like we don't want it to become um, well, something that people are buying and selling in order to speculate, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although uh, like, uh, I'm quite interested in the notes being, having a speculative resale value well, because... Yeah, maybe real better than real money because given that Hillary's previous work's been bought up by MoMA in it's New York and that. no, no, but that, I'm interested in that for the notes, oh, but know. not for not for the crypto. I wouldn't want a cryptocurrency to be like I, I don't want people to buy into it thinking that they're going to make money yeah, and yeah, then it plunge in value and end up with people who are the uh, probably the most people who are concerned with these issues. Uh, have had to abandon a, a regular way of life in one way or another. Uh, well, c certainly we have, you know. Mm. And so for them to be buying something up purely because they think it will go up in value and then for it to plunge is yeah, the yeah. worst people to, to lose money, you know. Any last thoughts you might have or sort of advice for anybody who might say, we'd love to do this where we are? What would you... I think... Apart from, apart from don't apart, cripple apart from yourself financially. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it comes from, like... I suppose from that from the community kind of being embedded and it, it took us a long time to gain trust with all the groups and just it is we've lived there for 10 years but to so I suppose for it to really work it comes from those kind of grassroots networks building them up so that and then for the people on for us it worked that the people on the notes then become part of that team spreading the word and recruiting makers through it so it's like this intricate web of connections and people who had before ignored us and are really supportive kind mm. of so it kind of built from yeah just don't get discouraged you know keep yeah. the keep the vision in front of you you know keep moving towards it and um you know don't let don't let other people put you off or stop you um you know just keep moving forwards by hook or by crook you know that's it isn't it i don't know what that means hook or by crook. but uh but yeah it basically you know there are there are so many ways that you can stop, you know, there are so many reasons to stop, but you have to f actually, you know, dis you have mm. to, don't get stuck, basically, just well, move, like, keep, keep at it. I like yours that work, like, as well, you, 
don't know where you got this one from. Is it Aikido? It's, it's but my like Aikido you draw technique. a circle and invite people in. Don't worry about chasing. You know, if they're chasing and they're not coming, like certain key speakers and stuff. Like that, but you draw a circle and just invite them in. And the bank has helped with that because people organisations that were on the edge, like come, come to our bank, mm. and then they are kind of seduced by being in that environment and realising the power of that kind of. Mm. First of all, it's like oh, it's just a little bank in Walthamstow, and then it's like, yeah. oh, actually, <laughs> this is something <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Not not to not to seek, you know, it's very hard, and you know, with, with in these types of things, you try to seek validation of others who are already doing these types of things, uh, you know, in order to legitimate what you're doing, but actually, that can be a waste of energy, and also, there's there are all sorts of kind of, um, you know. There's all sorts of territorialism on, on the left, or probably on the right too. I don't, mm. but I've never been, never really been on the right. But but um, you know, one thinks that just because there are all sorts of idealists around you, that they'll be open and loving and warm and stuff. Actually, unfortunately, human nature can also be territorial. Mm. But not to not to worry about that. You know, just just like Hillary said, get on with it. You know, mm. like create your circle and move forwards. You know, and don't get don't get discouraged. <laughs> <laughs>